We'll begin today the Gemara on the Afayim Beis, Amit Beis, the last two lines in the bottom of the Yomot. The Gemara continues, we had a mission here that spoke about a person that's Makadash Isha, makes a condition with her, only if you have no Nedarim. Uh, then he finds out that she has Nedarim. Then the Mishnah said, Kinsa, he brought her in, which means the second stage of marriage. And that was Stam, without any Nedarim. And then he finds out she has Nedarim, so then she, he can give her a get without any Ksuba. That was a simple reading of the Mishnah. The Gemara here is going to come back to explain exactly what, how you read these two parts of the Mishnah, but it starts with a Machloikis between Rav and Shmuel regarding this uh, concept. So Itmer, we learned the following argument. Kitsha al-Tanai. He was Mekadish's wife with a condition that she has no Nedarim. And the Kinsastam, but then afterwards he married her fully, the second stage of marriage, Bia, brought her into his house, is living with her, and he didn't mention anything at that point. Rav Omar, so Rav says, Tzricha heimenu get, that because when he brought her in, he did not mention any conditions, so she's going to need to get. The marriage took effect. Shmuel Omar, Shmuel says, Eina, Tzricha heimenu get, you do not need to get. The first stage of Kiddushin was with a condition, so even after, by the second stage of Kedushin, he didn't mention anything about that condition he made, doesn't matter. It's, it's, he already made that condition before. So now, she's not going to need any get. So the Gemara will explain Rav's opinion. Shmuel's opinion is very understood. He made the condition in the beginning. So even by the second stage of marriage, he has marital relations with her, and he did not make any condition at this point. It doesn't matter, but he already made a condition before, so there's no marriage here. So how do we explain Rav's opinion? How do, how do we explain Rav's opinion that if he made it a, a condition before, so even if later, when he was kindness, or he brought her in fully, he did not make any condition, the, the, the marriage takes effect. How? So the Gemara explains. Omar Abai explains. Loi Do not think to explain Rav's opinion that time made the Rav. The reason of Rav is that Sastam, since now, when he marries at the second stage of marriage. So he doesn't mention anything. He doesn't specify. So maybe we could say that at this point, he, for, he forgave his condition that he made before. Why didn't he mention anything now? So he, he <laughs> forgot, he's not interested in that condition anymore. And now Rashi explains, if that would be the pshat, so that would mean that the marriage is a full marriage, and if he would want to divorce her, he would have to give her a ksuba, like a regular marriage. Even though he made a condition originally, but the fact that later he didn't mention this condition, that means that he forgave it altogether. So Abayi says that's not the explanation of what Rav is saying. Hello, rather, time of the Rav, the reason for what Rav is saying is, It's because when he actually brought her in, and he has marital relations with her, so we say that a person does not want this to be a relation that's outside of a marriage. He wants this relation itself to be a marriage. And therefore, when he's bailer, when he, when he has relations with her, he's doing it l'shem kedushin. So it comes out as follows. You have the condition that he made in the beginning, and there he made a condition. But now, when he's being boiled her, so he's thinking to himself, I want this to be a marriage either way, whether that condition is fulfilled or not, because he doesn't want that it should be a nus. If, if it turns out that she, she has Nidarim, and the condition is not fulfilled, so then this relation will be a nus. it's outside of a marriage, and a person does not want that. So therefore, Rashi explains that there's two different things here. On one hand, we say that the condition takes effect. But on the other hand, regarding the Dine Mominus, the original Tanai that he made, 
he does not agree to give her a ksuba if she has nadarim upon herself. Since we see that before, by the time when he made the condition originally, he did make a condition with her that she should not have any nadarim. He's not ready to give her a ksuba. He's not obligating himself to give her a ksuba if it turns out that she has nadarim. The only thing that he does not want is that there should be a bia that should be called as nos. A yid doesn't want to do an aver. He doesn't want it to be znos. So therefore, the bia will be considered to be a marriage. But regarding the fact that he will he, that he doesn't want those nedarim, and if it turns out she has nedarim, that he wants to divorce her, and he doesn't want to have to go through the, to pay the ksuba money, that still remains true. He doesn't want to pay the ksuba money. So therefore, he's going to have to divorce her, but he's going to have to, he's, he's, he's not going to have to give her a ksuba. That's the child in Rav's opinion. He wants, he wants the best of both worlds. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Okay. So, so it's interesting because the Taisu Sarosh actually asks this question on Rashi's Pshat. There's other Pshatim here in the Rishayim and the Gemara. This is, I'm telling you, Rashi's Pshat. The Taisu Sarosh asks on the Gemara, how, how could a person do such a thing? I mean, the Taisu says, when you marry a woman, you're obligated to give Rizal to give a Ksuba. You're Masna Mashakasuba Taisu. We had a whole Sugi before when a person makes a condition that he's not even going to give the full Ksuba. Labdafka person has a Kayak to do that. Here, so we say that the marriage does take effect, but on the other hand, the tonight that he made in the beginning, he still does not want his wife to have nedarim, and therefore he's not going to be ready to give her a so it's, it's a shayla, it's a problem. The Taisus Rosh asks this question, but this is Rashi's pshat. So the point of here is, so how, how do we now understand the machlekes of Rav and Shmuel? Shmuel says that, no, the person does not mind the fact that the Be'ilu might end up to be his nus, that if it turns out that his wife has nedarim and it's not a real marriage, so the, the, the Be'a will end up being his nus. And because he made that nai in the beginning, we say that he's still concerned about that nai. And even now when he's having relations with her, if it turns out that she has a neder, this beer will be as nus. And therefore, what did Shmuel say? You don't need any get because he already made that condition in the beginning. So that's so that's uh, that's the point of the machlekes. Mm-hmm. If if that's the point of the machlekes, this concept they already argued about once before. The itmar we learned the following machlekes. We once learned this also in Gemara and Yevamis. Ketana shaloi miyano. A ketana is someone that she gets married by her brothers or by her mother. It's not a kedushim in It's only a kedushim in while she's a ketana. And then once she becomes a gedayla, she has the right to refuse and reject the whole marriage. But here this katana did not refuse this marriage. Vigdila. And she is already a gedayla and she continued living with her husband. She had another relation with her husband uh, that she was married to as a katana, Kedushim Derabanan. And now she was with him after she was a gedayla. And then Amda, she gets up, Vinicis, and she goes and gets married to somebody else. After she already lived with him when, with her first husband, when she was a Gedeila. So Rav Omar says, Rav, ain't she does not need a get from the second husband. And the reason is because when she lived with her husband, the second time, uh, not the second time, sorry, when she lived with her husband, when she was already a Gedeila, so the Bia with her husband was L'Shem Kiddushin. Even though she was married to her husband, only Midarabbanon because only her mother married her off. But now, once she lived with her husband as a Gedeila, this is considered to be a marriage menateira. I, they didn't necessarily specify that. He just lived with her. He continued living with her. He didn't clearly specify that this is going to be a new Kedusha menateira. 
But as the Gemara will explain, the reason is because according to Rav, if he's continuing to live with his wife that he lived with before as a katana, now as a gedayla, he definitely means to create a new marriage menatayda now, and not that it should stand be a be'ilah of So therefore, the first husband was really fully married to her menatayda. So if she goes and gets married to someone else, she doesn't need any get from the second person. The whole the, 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 she's an ashes a full ashes ish menatayda already. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, Tzricha get Misheni. She will need a get from the second husband. The reason is, even though she continued living with the first husband, even after she was a G'dayla already, but she never specified with him that this should be L'shem marriage. So therefore, Shmuel says, we can say that when he continued living with her as a G'dayla, he continued with the same mindset as when she was a Katana, which wasn't a marriage menatayra. And therefore, now he's living with her, and it's it's not he's not living with her in a in a, a bia of kedushim and atayre. It's like a bi'ilas nus. He's just continuing to live with her, and in, he never was really mekadashim and atayre. So therefore, now if she goes and gets a kedushim from a second person, so the second kedushim is going to take effect. She's going to have to have a get from the second person. However, Rashi points out that even from the second person, she's not allowed to continue living with the second person, even though you might say, well, the, from the first person, the whole marriage was just Medirabonon, and now she went and was Makabala Kedushin from a second person, where the Kedushin was Chalm and Atayre, so let her just drop the first husband and live with the second husband. But it doesn't work that way. Medirabonon, she will need a get from the first husband before she wants to go and get married to the second husband. So because she went first and got married to the second husband, she's going to have to have a get. But the point is, we see here clearly a machlaikis between Rav and Shmuel in this scenario, when she was living with her husband as a katana, and that she continued living as a gadayla. How do we look at this relationship with her husband as a gadayla? Do we say that even though it was unspecified, but for sure a person does not want this bi'ila to be as nus, and therefore this is now a marriage menatayre? Or do we say, no, that the bi'ila will be considered to be as nus, and, this, and the continuation of his relation with her is not a relationship in a marriage? It's, it's like a bi'ila's nus. So this is the same achleikis that Rav and Shmuel have over here regarding a person that has a relation with his wife after he made a condition before. So the Gemara answers, Tzricha. We, we, we have to have this Machlekes explained to us in both cases of Rav and Shmuel. If we would have the Machlekes of Rav and Shmuel only regarding the case that we started off with, the case of the Tanai. So I would say, only there did Rav say that that and the reason is, Mishom the Leket no. Because right now he did not make any condition. Again, again, let me just say this again. Bahi, Bahi goes on the case over there by the katana that became a gedayla, and over there Rav said that even though she started off as a katana and then she continued to have a relation with her husband as a gedayla, and nothing was specified. It's only over there that Rav says that even without specifying, the new bia as a gedayla will be like a new marriage. And it's not continuing from before. It's, it's, she's fully married. The reason is, over there, there was no any conditions that were made from before. So therefore, everybody knows that when she was living with her, his wife as a katana, it wasn't a marriage. So now when he's living with her as a gedayla, it's understood, it's self-understood that it's going to be a new full marriage. And it's not going to just be a bilaznus. But maybe over here, the case that we're talking about is when he made a t'nai for the Kiddushin. And then he went and married her fully without any t'nai. So over here, maybe I would say that he agrees to Shmuel that he made a clear t'nai. 
So even though Bishas he had B with her, he didn't specify anything, but over here you would say that it continues on the Tnai that you made before. So therefore it's a Chiddush that Rav says that even here we ignore the Tnai that was made before regarding the Bia, at least regarding the Kedushin, even if not regarding the Ksuba, but regarding the Bia, we ignore that Tnai from before. That's a much bigger Chiddush here. And the same we also understand in the reverse. If we would only say over here the case regarding the Tanai, so it's here that Shmuel said that since you made a Tanai in the beginning, so the Bia later follows along with that Tanai, and therefore you don't need any get if it turns out she has a nether and the Tanai is not fulfilled. So but over there by the case of the Ketana, and then she became a Gedoyla, maybe over there I would say that, she, that, that, that Shmuel agrees to Rav, because over there it's clear, everybody knows that before she's a Ketana, now she's a Gedoyla, and therefore as a Gedoyla, you have to have, it's, not this, it's not a continuation of the same marriage as a Ketana. So maybe he would agree to Shmuel that it's a full marriage. That's why it has to say Shmuel's opinion over there as well. So we have to have both of these machlokesin regarding the case of a tanai and regarding the case of a katana and a gedela. Now the Gemara will bring our Mishnah. We had before the Mishnah that if it depends how you learn the Mishnah. It could be a clear da'ayel achayda terav. So tanan it said in the Mishnah kinsostam that okay. So the Gemara actually starts in the middle of the Mishnah. But in order to understand this Gemara, so you have to look back at the Mishnah on the ayin beis and beis. So there the Mishnah started off saying, So the first part of the Mishnah was that it was Mekadashah with a condition, that she should have known the Dadim. And then the Mishnah continues afterwards, Kinsastam, what the Gemara quotes here, Kinsastam, now the second stage of marriage, he lives with her and the Nimtza Lanadadim, and it turns out that there are Nadadim. So the Mishnah says, Taitzei Shaloi Biksuba. So he could divorce her and he does not have to give her a ksuba, but the marriage takes effect. So how does the Gemara understand this Mishnah now? The Gemara understands that the Reisha and the Seife go together. That when it says Kinsastam, the Kinsastam is after he was Makadashar with Atnai. Exactly the case that Ramashmu were arguing about. He was first Makadashar with Atnai, and then afterwards he lived with her without Atnai. What happens now? Does the, does the Bia itself uh, is the beer itself considered to be a condition for itself, and therefore, and the condition takes effect, or not? So according, if you're going to learn the Mishnah goes together, the two parts of the Mishnah goes together, it says exactly what Rav said, that if he wants to divorce her, he does not have to give her a ksube, because that a condition that he made originally still is in effect for the, as far as the ksube is concerned. But as far as the get is concerned, he will have to give her a get, so my love, don't you think the pshat of the mission is that we redo the, both parts of the mission together? Kitsha al tnai, that first he was mekadasher with a condition, and then vikin sastam, and then he lived with her without specifying anything, and the condition takes effect. So the b is the condition. So this refutes Shmuel's opinion. Says the Gemara, that's not how you read the Mishnah. The two parts of the Mishnah are to be read separately. The case of here is. Kitshastam, the Kinsastam. This this second part of the Mishnah is a separate story, not continuing from what it said before that he made first the Kedushan with Atnai. Over here it's talking about a case where it was Makadashar without specifying anything. He married her fully without specifying anything. And then, of course, the Kedushan takes effect. But still, he will not have to give her a Ksuba. The Gemara will, will get back to explain that soon. Why, why will he not have to give her a Ksuba? But the Gemara is just saying this is a separate case. Says the Gemara, if so, if this is Taka's separate case, so so now Avol, 
Kitchal Pnai, the Kinsestam, if it would be a case where it was both together, that he started off with a Kedusha and with a condition, and then he fully married her Stam unspecifying, like the case that Rav and Shmuel spoke about. So, Hachanami, are you going to say, like Shmuel's opinion, the loy boy Gitta, that she will not need a get at all, because since there was a condition in the beginning, the Bia later is just as Nus and there's no marriage here at all? But if so, why didn't the Mishnah tell me that Chiddush? Ah, the Tony, why is the Mishnah saying, I'm a Kaddisher, see, so I'm a Nash, and a Lanadotim. He's a Kaddisher with the condition that there's no nether. And it turns out there is a nether. That the condition doesn't take effect. The mission should have said, according to Shmuel, a much bigger Chiddush. Listen, he let the Mishnah say, that not only if he's Makadashar, and it turns out with a, with a Tanai that she has no nether, and it turns out that she has a nether, that she's not Makadashar. But the Mishnah should have said that even if Kin Sastam, even if afterwards he lived with her and he did not specify the, the Tanai at that point, and and it turns out that there is a nether, that still ain't a Makadashar. The Bia afterwards, even if it was Stam, the condition does not take effect. Why did the Mishnah not say this? According to Rav, this is what the Mishnah is saying. According to Rav, you read the, the two parts of the Mishnah together. But according to Shmuel, that you separate the two parts of the Mishnah, why would the Mishnah not say this, if this is a much bigger Chiddush? And the Kol Shekein Ha, most definitely I would know, if a person is Mekadish and, and, and with a Tnai, and it turns out that the Tnai is not fulfilled, that she's Eina Mekadoshes. For sure, Kol Shekein for sure in that case that she's not Mekadoshes. If even Kinsa Stam, when he did not specify when he had beer with her, she would not be Mekadoshes. For sure, if he did not have Kinsa Stam, for sure she wouldn't be Mekadoshes. So the kids of the Gemara's question is, why did the Mishnah not say the bigger Chiddush that Shmuel said? And says the Gemara, according to Shmuel, not only are the two parts of the Mishnah separated from each other, but actually the ratio of the Mishnah, we, we read the Mishnah this way, this is what the Mishnah means to say. Hachanami Kama, this is what the Mishnah means to say. The first part of the Mishnah you read as follows. He's Mekadosh's wife with the condition that she's no nether on her. And then you read into the Mishnah. What the Mishnah means to say is, Even if he later had a relation with her and he did not specify anything. And it turns out that she has a nether. The condition does not take effect. Then the next case of the Mishnah is, like we already said before, Kitshastam, the Kinsastam, he's Makadashir, does not specify any condition, and he lives with her, does not specify any condition. He could divorce her if it turns out that she does have Nadadim. A person can say, I can't live with my wife that has Nadadim. So therefore, he could divorce her without any Ksuba. So that's how you read the Mishnah according to Shmuel. But now the Gemara will address this last point over here. If a person marries his wife and he made no conditions at all, and it turns out that she has a nether. So the marriage took effect. He didn't make any conditions. But he does not have to give her a ksuba. The question is, why not? Ksuba, okay, once I the mother touches this. Ksuba udulabayi. So what we're saying over here is that ksuba, he does not have to give her. Hagita bayi. But he will have to give her a get. So the question is, why are we saying that a person has the right to divorce his wife and he does not have to pay her even though he, may, he didn't specify, he didn't make any conditions with her about this. But, but we can say as follows, the Omar, the husband can say, even without making clearly a condition, it's as if I made a condition because it's a self-understood thing that I can't live with a wife that makes these nidaram upon herself. I, I can't live with her. So, if so, let's say the same thing regarding a get. Get nami to boy. He shouldn't have to give his wife a get, even without making a condition. We should say that it's as if he made a condition. It's self-understood that he can't live with such a kind of a wife. So, this is all according to Shmuel. According to Shmuel, 
he holds in other mice be loss of bilas nos. Sorry, that we do not say. We do not say ain't other mice be loss of bilas nos. Rav says, you marry a woman and you're having relations with her, you do not want the beer to be out of out of the out of marriage. So for sure, he wants to, the, the marriage to take effect and he'll have to give her a get. Shmuel disagrees with that. Shmuel says, if a person realizes that this is not a wife I want to live with, in his mind, he doesn't care if we're going to retroactively say that the beer with her was his nus. So if we're saying over here that he doesn't have to give her a ksobe because it's self-understood that he doesn't want to live with a wife like this once he discovers that she has these nedarim upon herself, according to Shmuel, we should say the same thing regarding the whole Kedushin. That once he discovers that she has nedarim, he's not interested in the whole thing and he doesn't mind if retroactively we're going to say that the beer before was his nos. So why, so why does she need it? Yeah, sort of. So why does she need a get altogether? So the Gemara answers, You're right, according to Shmuel, the get the Mishnah says of here would only be Midrabana because it looks like he got married to her. Some Midrabana, we require this get. also said, The whole get is only Midrabana. Rav says another pshat. Tana sfuki misapkele. The Tana has a suffix about this when a person is mikadish stam, and then it turns out that his wife has a, has nedarim that she made. Could a person say that I can't live with such a wife? Or, or a person can't say that. If you didn't specify, so then you're not, we, we say you're not particular and the marriage takes effect. The Tana has a suffix about this. And therefore, regarding a money matter, she wants to collect the ksuba from him. So lakula, we're lenient. Lenient means that we say the klal of She wants to collect the ksuba from him. She's going to have to prove that she has the right to. He, he's, he's claiming and saying that, I, that I, I can't live with you and therefore the whole condition never took effect. But Gabi Isura, when it comes to the Isra of Eshesish, Lechomra. Over here we're going to be Machmer. Since he didn't specify, it's possible that the condition did take effect and he'll have to give a get. So therefore, this is a Tanah really has a suffix about this point itself over here, whether a person could say, Efshi or Efshi. Omar Rav. Now, going back again to the Machlekes here between Rav and Shmuel. Again, what was the case? We're talking about a person that by the Kedushin, he made a condition. And then later, by the Bia, when he came to fully get married with her, he didn't specify anything. So Rav and Shmuel had a Machlekes, whether the Bia itself will be a Kedushin or not. So now Rav says, Machlekes betos shtei noshin. The whole Machlekes between Rav and Shmuel is, if there's a mistake here with two, that, that involves two women. What does this mean, a mistake that involves two women? that a person was Makadish one Isha. And when he was Makadish the first Isha, he made a condition. And then he was Makadish a second Isha. And when he was Makadish a second Isha, he did not make any condition. And then he went and married her Stam. He married the second woman. Uh, he, 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 married, he married the second woman Stam. <coughs> so now the question is, do I say that because he made a condition with, the, with a previous woman that he was Makadish, so therefore, this second woman that he was Makadish Stam, and then he was Kainis her Stam, that he still is relying on the, on the Tanai that he made with the first woman that proves and shows that he can't live with an Isha that makes in the Dodim. Or do I say that no, because he was Makadish one Isha, and then he was Makadish a second Isha, and regarding the second Isha, he never made any condition whatsoever. So therefore, I'm going to say that the Bia with the second Isha is going to be a good condition. And the, the nether, or the, or the, the uh-huh. condition rather, the condition that she made with the previous wife does not matter regarding this wife. Again, shtei noshim. Okay, so, so we're talking, no, no, no. We're talking about shtei noshim over here. Regarding the first Isha, she made a condition. Regarding the second Isha, she did not make a condition. And then he, he lives with her, and it turns out that she has nadarim. 
So again, do I say that I, I, I take what uh, he said for the first wife to let us know what he means for the second wife as well when he's living with her or not? Aval, that's where the machloikas of Rav and Shmuel is, only in such a case. Aval betoas But if it's a mistake, or in other words, mistake over here means unspecified. When he lived with, with one wife, he was Makadisher, and then he lived with her unspecified, and it's all one wife. And over here, we learned before the Machlaikis, whether when he lived with her unspecified, do I say that the, the Bia itself is the Kedushan or not? Says Rabba over here, in such a case, everybody, even Rab, would agree that he does not need a get. And even when he lives with her, without speci- specifying, he's relying on the fact that he already made a condition before. Why should he have to specify again? He already, he already made the condition before, clearly. Right? So therefore, in such a case, even Rav would agree that he does not need to get. And the point the Gemara is saying over here is that you can't say if a person specifies clearly by the condition of this wife, and then he goes and lives with her and does not specify again, that he, he, doesn't, he doesn't mean to continue the condition that he said before. And now at the Bia, he wants this Bia itself to be an unconditional marriage. He already made the condition for this wife clearly. Why should he have to specify again now? So therefore, Rabbi says, the only time that there was machlekes between Rav and Shmuel is if he made a condition regarding one wife, and then he married a second <coughs> wife, and by the second wife, when he lived with her, he did not make a condition. Over here, the question is regarding this bia, whether he's relying on the previous condition, and the bia will not be a condition, and it'll be a bia znus, or he's, he's uh, not relying on the previous night, because it was a different wife, and therefore now this bia will not be a bia znus. Okay, so this is Rabbi's Chiddush over here. So the Gemara... Second, where are we inside of here? Omar Abaye, so did I skip something? Yeah, Omar Abaye, everybody will agree in such a case that he would not need a get if we're talking only about one wife. Omar Abaye, so Abaye says to Rabbi, how could you say this pshat? The Mishnah that we brought up before, we asked from our Mishnah on the Machloikis of Rav and Shmuel, and over there, in that case, the Torah Sisha Achasi, in the Mishnah, we're speaking about a person that married just one wife. He married her. First, it was a condition with a condition. Then he lived with her without a condition. But it was all talking about one wife. And we asked a question from our Mishnah on Shmuel's opinion. And because of this, we have to change the pshat of our Mishnah. So according to you, Rabbi, this whole question from our Mishnah doesn't begin b'chlal. So Rashi explains, what, what's bothering Abaya? So Adarab, according to, to Rabbi, you'll say that there's like no question from the mission in the first place. So Rashi says, Rabbi did not live in the generation of Rav and Shmuel. Rabbi lived much later. And Ra, Rabbi is saying that this is what Rav and Shmuel must have meant. It's not mistaver at all to say that when you make a condition with the same wife that later the beer should not be following that condition. So what Abai is saying is, look, all the B'nai Yeshiva in our time period did, did ask the question from this Mishnah. And nobody thought to give this answer that you said that the Machlaikis of Rav and Shmuel is only when there was two wives over here. So it must be that all the B'nai Yeshiva that asked the question from the Mishnah disagree with you. And they learned the Machlaikis of Rav and Shmuel Kipshuta regarding the same wife. You made a condition by the Kedushim and then you married her unspec- without specifying. And the question is, maybe the Bia itself yeah, is a new Kedushim. So therefore the Gemara says, this, 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 this is not what Rav meant to say. 
If if we learned this is this is really what Rabbe said over here. Amar Rabbe Rabbe said Machlokes betosi shaachas keenstei noshim. The Machlokes of Rav and Shmuel is only regarding one wife in a situation where it's this wife similar to two noshim to two wives. What does that mean? So Rashi explains that he was Makadash's wife. Then after the kiddushin, before he lived with her bechlal, it's only half marriage. So after the kiddushin, he divorced her. Then he was Makadisha, and when, the first time he was Makadisher, he's he made condition. He made a clear condition with her on Manasi Avnonadarim. But then he divorces her, then he's Makadisher a second time, and he does not specify anything. And then he's Kainister, he lives with her. So it's in such a case where Rav says that you could say that he was Kainister now, it, we don't go back to the condition that he made by the first Kiddushin, because in between, he divorced her and married her again. And when he married her the second time, he didn't make any condition. But if it's a mistake, in other words, he did not specify by the, when he was kindesser, when it's great, when it's just one woman alone, just simply he was makadisher and then was kindesser, and w- without any get in between, just directly makadish and kindesser. So then get. So in such a case, everybody would agree that you don't need a get. Yeah, similar to the point that Rabbi said before, but not so extreme. Not not by Shtei Noshim, but by Isha Achas, when he gave her a get in between. And and the, therefore the question was asked from our Mishnah, because the Gemara understood that the, that the case of the Mishnah over there is also talking about a case when he was Megadashur in between. Right, uh, so... That, that, that's how the Gemara understood the Pshar in our Mishnah before, according to Rav, and the, 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 the Reisha and the Seifa of the Mishnah goes together. So the Gemara understood that over there the Mishnah is talking about the same exact thing, that it was Makadashir, he was Makadashir, and then he was Makadashir a second time, and it was Kainasir Stam. Okay, so the Gemara, by the way, in the Lashon of the Gemara over here, Rashi does have a second shot. I'm not going to go through it, but there is something in the words of the Gemara that's not so clear, because the Gemara keeps on using the expression of Taos. Taos means a mistake. But the Pashtas, according to this Pshat of Rashi, there's no mistake over here. It's just a matter of the person not specifying. Rashi does have another Pshat, that it was two, two wives, and he, he, mis- he made a mistake. He, made, he married one wife, and then by mistake he had beer with another one. Okay, but Rashi doesn't accept that Pshat. In the Pshat of the Gemara, Rashi says, it's the way I explained it here. Okay, let's continue. Again, Okay, now, So Abaya asks, on this Pshat of Rabbi here, it says in Abraisa, Kitsha Betos, person is wife, and it's a mistake. Now, we'll see soon, the Gemara understands, at this point, what does Kitsha Betos mean? The case that we're talking about, he was Mekadashir, Almanas that you have no Nedarim, and then it turns out that she does have Nedarim, so the whole condition doesn't take effect. Upachis Mishava Pruta, or he's Mekadashir's wife, with less than a Shava Pruta, the minimum amount that's needed for the condition to take effect. The Chen Katan Shekidish, a Katan that's Mekadashir's wife, a Katan, the condition does not take effect. So even if he sends all kinds of gifts to his wife later on, and so by the cotton, he sends these gifts to his wife once he's already a godl, or he, before he only gave less than a pruta, but now he gives sevlainus. So he's sending to his wife much more than a pruta. doesn't matter. The fact that he sent now these new gifts can't in itself be a new kiddushin here. Because he only sent all of this because... He thought that the previous Kiddushin took effect. So, and it did not. But But if he was boiled his wife after, after this, so then the Kiddushin it will take effect. Once he's boiler, so then I say that he did it L'Shem Kiddushin, and therefore this, <coughs> this itself can, can be a Kiddushin. Even if, 
after he made a condition that did not take effect previously, right? Either because it was a mistake, because it was a t'nai, and she had a nether, or because it was left on a shavapruta, or because she was a cotton. But now he was boiler, so the condition now does take effect. Because he didn't know about the mistakes the Bella does, right? Second. Rabshimim ben Yehuda, Mishom Rabbi Shmoleime. Rabshimim ben Yehuda says in the name of Rabbi Shmol, that even if he's boiler now, the condition still does not take effect. Because before the condition that he did could not take effect, the fact that it was boil her now, okay. it's going to be a bilas nos, it does not take effect. Okay. So over here, you clearly see this machlaik is regarding a situation where a person gave a condition and it does not take effect. And then he's boiler. The question is, do I say that the bi'ila itself is a condition? Or do I say that no, the bi'ila itself cannot be a condition and it's going to remain a bilas nos? So over here, what is it speaking about in this Braise? We're talking about the first case of the Braise when it said, Kitcher Betos. What does Kitcher Betos mean? Tos means that he discovered something in his wife that he did not accept. In other words, he made a condition. And it turns out that the, that the condition is not fulfilled. She has a nether. So, and over here, what does it say? We're talking about one wife. Opligi, and you have here clearly in the Braise, this Machlaikis, whether if later he's boil her, whether now the condition could take effect or not. So my love, don't you think, what kind of a mistake are we talking about? Tos Nidorim. We're talking about the Tos of Nidorim, the same exact Machlaikis that Rav and Shmuel spoke about. By the Kedushin, he made a condition. Later, he was boil her and he did not specify. And the question is whether the Be'ila itself could be a marriage or not, exactly like Rabbi Shmuel says. So we see here that this is the argument regarding a Isha Achas. Not like Rabbi said, only a Machlaikas would only be if he divorced her in between and then he married her again. Answers the Gemara. Like, that's not the case that uh, we're speaking about here. It's not t- talking about the case where he made a nether and then there was a mistake because she did not fulfill the nether. Tos, Pachais Meshava Pruta. The Tos over here is that Lachatchile, he didn't know, he gave her the case of Kiddushin less than Meshava Pruta. And it's only in that case where there's a Machlaikis, if later he's boiler, whether now the condition will take effect. But he never made any clear conditions before. The Machlaikis of Rav and Shmuel was when they made a clear condition before. Over there, Rav said that if it's the same wife that he then goes and lives with her, if you made a clear condition, you can't say that the Be'ila itself will be a marriage. Over here, the case is different, that he, that he made a mistake and he gave her less than a Shava Pruta. How could you say that? The Braisa afterwards says that that's a separate case, that he gave her less than a Shava Pruta. It starts off saying there's a case of Kitcher Betos, and then there's another case of Pachas Mishava Pruta. So how can you say that, that, that that's what the Tos over here in the Braisa means? And it says the Gemara, no, it, it uh, sorry, Kitcher Betos, U Pachas Mishava Pruta. The Braisa says separately that, huh? That it's two separate things. It's one case of a Taz and another case of a Shavu Pruta. That's mm-hmm. the Gemara. It's not two separate things. Pirushe, Kamafarish, the way to read this Braise is that when it says that he was Makadash with less than a Shavu Pruta, he's just explaining what the mistake was. When it says that it was Makadash and the condition was a mistake, what is the mistake? That he gave her money less than a Shavu Pruta. <laughs> so it's all one thing, and, and over here, that's the Machlaikis in this Braise, if now he's boiler, whether the Kiddushin will take effect. So how do we explain this Machlaikis? Before the Gemara wanted to explain that the Machlaikis is like the Machlaikis of Rav and Shmuel, when a person makes a condition before, and then later he wants to live with her, do I say that he still wants the, the tonight to be fully in effect, and the, the Bia is, is no condition at all? 
Or do I say, no, that he doesn't want that night to be fully in effect and he wants to be it to take effect. But now that you're saying that he was Mekadashah with less than a Shavah Pruta. So what's the explanation of this Machlekes, whether when he's boiled or later, whether the condition should take effect or not? Says the Gemara Machlekes is as follows. Mar one opinion here is, Adam Yideya, everybody knows, She'en Kedushin Taifshin B'Pachas M'Shavah Pruta that the Kedushan cannot take effect with less than a Shavu Pruta. So what happened? He was Mekadashah earlier, and he probably thought that the money that he gave her, or the ring that he gave her, is worth a Shavu Pruta, and then it turns out that it wasn't. So, and he knows that it wasn't. So therefore, for sure, the Gomer Obal, the Shem Kedushan. So if he was Boiler afterwards, it was definitely the Shem Kedushan, so it takes effect. Omar Sova, but the second opinion, Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda in the Braisa holds, Einadam Yideya, Shem Kedushan, Taifsim, B'Pachas, M'Shavu Pruta. This is not something that people necessarily know. When he was Mekadashah before, with less than a Shavu Pruta, he didn't know that the Kedushan does not take effect. So therefore, When he's living with her afterwards, he's only living with her thinking that she's already married from before. He was never machavim by this being now that it should be L'Shem Kedushan. So you can't say that now there's a new Kedushan taking effect. That's the Machlech. So this has, nothing, this has nothing to do with what we're discussing before regarding the case of Atnai. Eisvei, the Gemara asks a question from another Braise on what Rabbi said. The person says to his wife, So I'm, I'm living with you, I'm getting married to you, this could be a Kedushin, on the condition that your father will, be, will agree to this marriage. So Tanakama says, Even if the father did not want, still she's going to be married. Rabshim ben Yehuda, Mishom, Rabshimin, Mishom, Rabshimin says, that if the father agrees, she'll be Mekodeshes. If the father does not agree, then she will not be Mekodeshes. <laughs> here in this case, she actually is not Gaitis exactly, like it says here in the Gemara, Rashi says, over here, it's all a mistake, or it's a condition. Regarding one woman, he marries her and he makes a condition that your father should agree. And, and then it turns out that the father does not agree. So the question is, is, is that condition serious? Is it not serious? And then he lived with her. But Pail Mami, she lived with her. So now do we say that the Bia is going to be as Nus because the condition was not fulfilled? Or do we say the Bia was, is not going to be as Nus? Once he lives with her, he does not want it to be as Nus and he'll be married to her, even if the condition is not uh, fulfilled. And we're, we're talking here about one wife. It doesn't say anything that he married her and he divorced her and then he married her again. Upligi. And they're arguing even regarding one wife when a person makes a condition, whether the Bia itself has, uh, that tells us that he's interested in getting married to her unconditionally. Answers the Gemara, no, over there it's a different story. Over there the condition itself was not clear. Why? Because Marsavar, one opinion over there is, when he said, that I'm marrying you with the condition that the father agrees, what did he mean? He meant to say, as long as the father is quiet. As long as, long as he, doesn't, he doesn't comment one way or another. And the case over there was that the father was quiet. The father didn't say yes, he did not say no, and therefore it takes effect. That's, that's the way the Tanakame interprets this at night. So the beer takes effect. When he made this condition, then only if the father agrees, the meaning of the condition is that the father has to say yes. The father never said yes over here. So therefore, the condition does not take effect. So this is not a machlekes that's related to the machlekes of Rav Shmuel. The machlekes of Rav Shmuel is when a person makes a condition. We know what the condition is. We have no doubt what the condition is. And then later he lives with her. 
So do we say that now that he had Bia, so that, that itself is, is means that he wants to be married to her unconditionally because he doesn't want it to be a business. That was the Machlaikis of Rav Shmuel. But over here it's a different story. Over here the Machlaikis is regarding the Tnai itself. How do we interpret this Tnai? Does he need the father to say yes, that's what he meant in the Tnai? Or no, even if the father is just quiet, it's good enough. So therefore it's not a Shaila on Rav's interpretation of Rav Shmuel's Machlaikis. Okay, we'll stop over here today. Shaka.